And, um, and I think the reason why I wanted to teach it, the very first thing that just came to mind when uh, prophetic and prophetic prayer specifically was just that word of knowledge. And uh, I think that was so profound for me, um, my very first step foot in this church. And so I really think that's where, um, where that came from for me and then led me when this topic, I said, oh, I just want to dive into it more. And so I'm going to start by just sharing my first experience with um, with prophetic prayer, and um, I was, uh, we had been married for about six months, and life was horrible, <laughs> okay, it was not, it was not a good day, it was not a good day, and I had been invited into church by my mom, and uh, I sat right about where Debbie is, I think, and, <laughs> yeah, maybe one up, <laughs> but right about in that general area, and, um, and I remember, uh, through the whole service, I just sobbed, and I couldn't tell you what Bruce spoke on that day, but I know that it spoke to me, um, and at the end, uh, they had the altar open for prayer, and like literally all 70-so people that were in here all came up. I mean, like there was hardly anybody left in a seat at that time. Everybody used to come up for altar, and um, and I, I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I was just stuck in that seat. And my mom, I, I, I think my mom went off. I honestly don't know because I was just in my moment and sobbing and not doing much. But she grabbed Dory and Dory came over and I didn't know who Dory was or anything, but Dory started praying for me. And um, she spoke words, specific words to me that were meaningful to me. And it wasn't generic words. It was very meaningful words. And even though I didn't understand it, I knew that God spoke to me, was speaking to me in that moment. Um, I didn't really understand what that meant for a while, <laughs> okay, um, but it profoundly changed my life at that moment, and I knew that I needed to be here, and, uh, and that was 18 years ago, roughly, 17, 18 years ago, something like that. So, um, and my life changed in that moment, and, and that's what the prophetic can do <laughs> and that's what it's for. It's to reveal God to, to people, to reveal God to people. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And I'm just going to pray. I have so much that I could share, and I want to share what the Lord has for you guys today. Okay, so we're just going to pray. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I thank you for everybody that is here right now, Lord. And I just pray that even as I speak words, that they are from you, Lord, and that you bring a personal revelation to each person here, Lord, on what you are trying to speak to them. Just as I have no idea what Bruce's words were that day, you spoke to me regardless, Lord. And I just pray that you speak to everyone here today, Father God, whether it's them needing your touch to know who you are or whether you know, maybe you're calling them to listen for your voice and share it. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. So first, um, when I first started researching and looking to this, uh, man, there's some scary stuff out there if you type prophetic into Google, okay? <laughs> you get all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, okay? So I took a step back and I said, oh, Lord, Help me find what's biblically sound. Help me find what's in line with what our pastors believe and teach. Help me find what's going to edify you 
in this body and be in alignment. And so I took a step back and I started gleaning little things. And then actually he brought me to a great resource and it's where some of the things are going to come from tonight because um, it just kind of helped me collect those thoughts and find those little key pieces. And the first thing that I really um, liked is um, what really hit home for me is the prophetic. Prophetic ministry, first of all, can be a lot of things. Prophetic is used in lots of aspects of ministry. Prayer, intercession, um, personal revelation, um, evangelism. There's a lot of different things, as I said. And in its simplest meaning, you know, prayer is knowing the will of God, knowing the heart of God, and him revealing that to you either individually or for you to be a vessel that he uses to reveal it to someone else. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Though prophetic can be a gift, a part of a gifting and things like that, it's not about the gift, it's the Holy Spirit. Really, at its simplest terms, prophetic is the person of the Holy Spirit. And the way that we enact that gift of prophecy or prophetic gifting of word of knowledge or prophetic giftings in other areas and things of intercession is to be strong in the Lord. <laughs> and we seek the Lord and we get a close relationship with the Lord so that we can hear his voice and we hear him. And then with that, he will not only bring revelation for our personal lives and our personal growth, but he can at times then give you prophetic that will bless others. Okay, And this church very much craves that, desires that, seeks that, <laughs> develops that, and that's important too. So one of the things I want to say, prophecy is a big word we hear, and we know about prophets in the Old Testament. And again, when you do that Google search, you'll hear all, all kinds of stuff, okay? But I want to kind of clear up a few things, okay? So prophets in the Old Testament are a little different than what prophecy and prophetic is in the New Testament. But they're both biblical, okay? In the Old Testament, God didn't have personal relationship with everybody, okay? Jesus wasn't here. God did not have personal relationship with everybody. So he had prophets who he had personal relationship with, and their job was to speak exactly what he told them to speak. Now, they all had their own kind of little personal style and taste, and that's because we're all individual. So God uses us in different ways. No one has the exact same gifting. Nobody has the exact same walk. Nobody has the exact same relationship, okay? So mine is no better than yours, is no better than Dory's, is no better than Enoch's, you know, not that, right? The Lord is, he, we are individuals, and he uses us and speaks to us and grows us individually. So, again, Old Testament, right, was straight, pure knowledge. God spoke it. They had to speak it. And if it didn't come, if, they, if there was a prophet, someone calling themselves a prophet, and the word did not pan out, you know, like they spoke something that was false, like they were labeled as false prophets, and there was like severe consequences for that. So it wasn't a light thing, okay? Now, when we get into the New Testament, it talks a lot in the New Testament about prophecy and about the prophetic. And it tells us a lot, hold on, flip around here. I'm like, I've got all kinds of notes in here. I want to make sure I get 
the right things too. So personal prophecy, again, personal prophecy um, is where there is, the prophecy is making known the heart, mind, and intention of the Father. So it's, again, where he's giving us a word maybe for ourselves or for another person, and it can be through teaching, prayer. There's all kinds of, again, prophetic and things, but it's that knowledge. But it talks about this. Pre- prophecy is now is one of many gifts in the church body, interdependent upon other gifts and ministries and subject to accountability and leadership, 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Um, personal prophecy continues in the New Testament but the circumstances have changed changed from the Old Testament, as I said. Through faith in Jesus, people now have a personal relationship with God, and so they can hear from him personally. So with that, and it says it many times in the Bible, we can all prophesy. And it says it repetitively in the New Testament, we can all prophesy, because we can all hear from God. When we are born again, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. That's the other thing. Prophecy, prophetic, it's not an external thing. It's something the Holy Spirit births in us. <laughs> okay, And it comes from developing close relationship, close relationship. Now, not everybody is probably going to have words for other people at times. But you might, or you might have a word for the church body. But what I really like about the New Testament, too, is it talks about that it needs to be within the context of the church. And it's no better or less, even though it says everybody can prophesy, it's part of all of the giftings, and they all work together, and they all have a piece of it. And it's not a higher gifting than healing, or healing is not a higher gifting than prophecy or any of the other things that we do in church, okay, or are gifted with. Um, But we all but have the ability, because we all have the Holy Spirit, if we've been saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we all have the ability to hear from God. Yeah, amen. (laughs) Um, There are lots of examples of personal prophecy in the New Testament. You know, um, Simeon blesses Joseph and Mary when they present Jesus in the temple and gives them a personal prophecy in Luke 2, 25 through 35. Um... In Acts 21, Agabus gives a personal prophecy to Paul concerning his upcoming arrest. Agabus is not a loner. He is one in a company of prophets from the church in Jerusalem, Acts 11, 27 through 28. And this prophecy is a confirmation of what God is already speaking to Paul, perhaps even through other prophets or prophecies. That's another thing, too. Um, The prophetic does a few things. It can let someone like me, that first day that I came in, um, I had been baptized when I was like 12, you know, fast forward to now I'm 28 or whatever when I was sitting in here, 28, 29. Um, You know, I had been far from God. I had no clue. I don't even know if I 100% believed in God, you know. I was kind of like, eh, yeah, there's a God. But, you know, okay. But... I had been saved as a child and baptized and things. So guess what? There was a little dormant Holy Spirit in me. I had not been feeding the Holy Spirit. I had not been taking care of the Holy Spirit. I had not been seeking the Holy Spirit, any of that. But when Dory spoke the prophetic, when the Holy Spirit used Dory to speak the word of God to me, that stirred. And even though I had no idea, I knew that I knew that I knew 
that it was God speaking to me and that I needed to be here. Okay? So, again, <clears throat> the prophecy can be confirmation of things. Um, it can be just a revelation. Okay, a lot of people, from my experience, when I'm praying for people and things, they just need to know that God knows them, that God loves them. And he'll do that a lot in prayer with when you're praying for people, praying for someone. Um, it could just be a confirmation of something. I've had other times where I've been, he's, he's working on something and wrestling something with me, and someone will come. And it's great when it's someone you don't even really know or that doesn't know your situation at all, okay? And they'll pray something for you, and they don't even really know what they're praying. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what that means, <laughs> you know? And... Um, so again, personal prophecy is undoubtedly biblical, and it can look like a lot of things. I, I think it can get a bad reputation, and I've seen this, and again, this was my Google experience and some other things, um, because I think that there are people out there, and maybe they're not coming under a truly five-fold ministry New Testament church like we are, okay? Maybe they're kind of going out on their own or things and maybe not using it in the right ways. Because there are right ways and wrong ways to speak to other people about things. It's one thing to have personal, like God's going to reveal things to you, and he may reveal things that are like hard truths to you and things like that. He may give you a directive. Okay, Maybe you're thinking about, should I marry this person or not marry this person? God may give you a directive. Okay, But God is not, or even if God does, tell me who you should marry. Okay, if I am really following New Testament biblical principles, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to give you a directive like that because it tells us that that kind of thing needs to fall under leadership. Okay, the kinds of things that we should hear in prayer or give to other people are things that are going to encourage things that are going to uplift, things that are going to reveal God to that person, okay? Um, these are some of the ways, if you are um, wondering if a word that you're getting for someone is from God or not, okay? Because it has a couple different ways, right? You get the revelation, God speaks to you in a certain way. The message is acquired. Then you have to think about the message a little bit. And as you get experienced in this, by being under pastors, under ministry, we train our prayer teams. We have trainings on this kind of thing. We encourage, we talk, we pair up so that we get experience working with someone that's maybe a little more mature than we are and things like that. Um, and so you learn to interpret, like, was that from God? Or was it my own? Especially when you're in your own body and you know the people you're praying with, is that my opinion of what's happening in their situation? Or is that truly a word from God? Okay? So it's important you receive the, rev the revelation, and the way that we receive them, again, is we strengthen our relationship with God. The more we strengthen our personal relationship with God, the more we will hear from him, whether it's for us or whether it's for others. Okay? Then you have to think about that. You have to think about the message that he's giving you. And he can give messages in all different ways. 
I know for me personally, sometimes it's a word that I have no clue what that word means <laughs> to that person, <laughs> okay? Could be a picture. Lately, he's been giving me pictures, which is um, unusual for me. Um, he, sometimes he gives different things, impressions. Sometimes when I'm praying for somebody, I have a real big impression of like being wrapped in a hug or love. And I recognize like, oh, God is saying he loves you so much. Like that. But it's like this feeling, like I literally feel like I'm being wrapped in that. And that's how he'll convey that in that moment. So again, you receive the message, and then you kind of have to think about it for a moment and assess it. Think about it. Is this message consistent with God? Is it consistent with his word? If it's not or if it's questionable, maybe it's not to be spoken. And it's okay, too, even if it did come from him, but you're uncertain, hold on to it. Hold on to it. Pray. Ask a leader. Say, hey, I really felt this word for this person, or even for yourself. If you're feeling really directed, like, he's calling me to move out of state, and it's out of the blue, submit that to your leaders. Submit that to your leaders. Again, that is very, very New Testament biblical. Talks about how this gifting is supposed to work to edify and build up the church, but it comes under. Okay? Then the delivery is the next step. How are you going to deliver that message to the person? And this, I want to say, when, especially when you're just starting to pray this way, this is one of the harder things, I think. Especially when God does what he does with me, which is to give me one word. Can't tell you how many times he's given me one word. And it doesn't always, like, make sense. <laughs> okay? You know, if he gives you a word like love, okay, I can do something with that. I can run with that. But, you know, I've had him give me words like um, wait or I'm trying to think. I don't know, just another one. I don't even remember them because, again, it's, it's a word for God, from God for that person, so I don't even necessarily hold on to it once it's spoken, <laughs> okay? Um, but what I want to encourage, and this is just my, in my own experiences and things, don't always feel like you need to embellish or add to or even repeat it once it's been said. Um... What you think it means may not be what it means to that person at all. But if the Lord is speaking it, it is going to have meaning for them. Okay? If they're open to hearing it. If they're open to hearing it. That's the next thing. Um, the message will be assessed and interpreted by the recipient. Okay? Also, when you're praying with someone, or if you're the one being prayed for, and someone's giving you a word, okay, you get to think about that word, and the Holy Spirit in you is going to take that word and either bring a revelation, and you'll understand that word when it's spoken to you, like I did that day, okay, or you might not understand that word at all. And that's okay, too. That's the other message that I want here. 
okay, is um, this New Testament prophecy and speaking of the Lord is not a perfect one. Old Testament was perfection, right? Those prophets were given the direct download from God and speaking the exact word. New Testament, because we all have the Holy Spirit in us, okay, and all have the ability to have personal relationship. So now, and when it talks about it in the New Testament, it talks about it being a part, okay? So we get a revelation of a part. It's also one of the reasons why we oftentimes pray in teams. I can tell you, Andrea and I, I love to pray with Andrea for people, because oftentimes I'll have a word, but I won't quite know what it means, and I'll be thinking, God, like, what, what, how should I say this? What does this go? And Andrea will pray something, and when she prays, I recognize that my word goes with her word. We're not saying the same things necessarily because they're complementary. Another way this operates is on Sunday mornings when we have our prophetic mic time. Okay. Sometimes people will get up and you will kind of hear there's a theme of the day. And again, that's where the God is imparting a part of the word and things. And I want to encourage you, again, everybody that is saved and a member of this church and, you know, been around for a while and stuff, you have the ability, if the Lord is speaking to you, to come and speak it. We have our mic monitors up here. They're here for your... Um, protection. The one thing with, with prophecy, right, is it's not your responsibility, like how the person takes it, what the person does with it, whether they follow your advice. Well, it's not even really advice, but I mean, whether they follow what the directive of the word was, whether they understood what the way you understood it, same thing up here. And that's why we have, again, for the prophetic mic, why we have a mic monitor that is um, either on the advisory board, an elder, a leader that's respected, the pastors have chosen. And it's so that you come and you bring the word that you're feeling and you run it by them. And they have been in prayer and in planning and with the pastors. And again, the Holy Spirit is working in them. So they will hear your word and they will confirm that it's to be spoken up here. Or they might ask you to wait for another time because maybe it's not quite, you know, what the Holy Spirit is wanting for that message and things like that. But I can also tell you, too, not every word is meant to be spoken. There's been many a time where the Lord's given me the word, and then somebody comes up here and speaks it, and that just builds me up that I'm hearing from the Lord. Or there's times where the Lord will be speaking to me, especially if I come to morning prayer. The Lord will speak to me in morning prayer, and then Bruce will be up here and oftentimes it'll be the day where he goes, I'm going off notes here, E, you know, <laughs> turn the PowerPoint off, right? And he speaks, and I think to myself, wow, that's what the Lord was speaking to me in service, and here pastor is speaking it. And that builds me up that I'm hearing from him, that I'm hearing from him, okay? So again, there's a lot of ways that the Holy Spirit works in this prophetic, and it's most of it, all of it, is to build faith, okay, to bring us closer to God. And sometimes it's personal, and sometimes it's to be shared, 
but it all works to glorify him and to draw us in and draw us closer. If it's something that you're speaking, whether it's to the congregation or to a person, um, again, once you've delivered it, it's the recipients and the Holy Spirit. And you walk away. And, uh, and as I said, like me personally, most of the time, and I apologize if this has ever happened, because sometimes I will pray for you, and you will have a good word, and two weeks or three weeks later, you will tell me how wonderful that was, and I will be like, good, <laughs> yay. I can tell you I probably don't remember what the prayer was about, because it was for you. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Um, but as someone who does pray and give words to people at times, not all the time, but at times when the Lord gives them to me, it is nice to get feedback. So if the word is meaningful to you for something, especially when I've given you something, and I will usually tell you, I will say, okay, I'm not quite sure what this is about, but the Lord is impressing blue today. <laughs> okay, whatever that is for you. Okay, if it's meaningful, for you, say, meaningful to you, say it. Like, you don't have to tell me what it is, especially if it's like really personal, I don't need to not. But I mean, just be like, yeah, I understand what the Lord is saying through that. Okay, and maybe you don't know. If you don't know, that's okay too. And it's okay even to say, for those of us that are praying for you to say, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But then take that word back home and pray and say, Lord, did you have something for me in this? What is this supposed to mean for me? And test it. The one thing that I will say about our prayer ministry and testing is it is to be tested. Just because I say it to you okay, does not give me any more authority over you than anything, right? Like, I don't know better than you know, okay? And again, I am an imperfect vessel. Um, one thing to liken this to is, have you guys ever played telephone when you were a kid? right? That game where you all line up and one person whispers something at this end and it goes down and when it gets to the end it's completely different. Okay, That's kind of how this communication works, right? The Holy Spirit gives me a message and I'm interpreting it and giving it to you and now you're interpreting it and going from there. Okay, It's not a perfect process. It is not a perfect process. So not only am I in my process to check it with God and check it against biblical, um, you know, making sure it's not going against the Bible, against things that, things that God said. In other words, I'm going to give you a word that's going to edify, that's going to encourage, that's going to show you how much God loves you. I'm not going to give you a word that is like condemning. Okay? Because that's not the nature of God. That's not what he wants. He wants Jesus Salvation, love, he wants us. He wants relationship with us, okay? But you as the receiver also have the right to test that. And like I said, here we work with all of our team, so I, no one's going to say, thus saith the Lord to you, okay? <laughs> you know, you're not going to get a directive. No one's going to go tell you to go marry the guy next door. I mean, that's because we work with our team, so this is a safe place. I'm thinking more of when you're out. Maybe you're at a conference. 
Maybe you've gone to a healing room somewhere because somebody took you to it or to a prayer meeting somewhere else or things like that. You have the right to test those words. You have the right, not just the rebite, but the responsibility to let the Holy Spirit test anything spoken over you for truth. And if you're uncertain, you have leaders here. You have pastors and prayer leaders here that will talk to you and encourage you. Okay? Words that are spoken, again, when, um, when I pray for people, I'll be like, I sense this or I feel this. I will never be like, God is telling me. Okay? This is what I'm sensing. This is what I'm feeling in the spirit. This is what's going. Um, I don't know what words are other. Everybody kind of has their own style, their own way that God speaks to them, the only way they speak to others. But I know for me, this is some of the things that I'll do. I'm kind of sensing this, or I'm getting a picture of this for you, okay? But again, the words should be confirming of something that you're going through or that God's working on in you or should show you his love. I know sometimes we come in and we are just feeling so empty. We're just feeling so empty. And in a moment in prayer, um, he can speak something really deep to someone. All right. Ooh, time flies. <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you, I could do four of these messages. Or no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, well, I mainly, I mean, I felt like my goal tonight was twofold. Okay, and I felt like this is kind of what the Lord was giving me direction with. Is one is for anybody maybe who's newer or just seeking to have closer relationship with the Lord, just to kind of, you know, maybe demystify it. Okay. Sometimes when we receive a word of knowledge, like the day that Dory downloaded that word for me, it would have been really easy for me to felt like she had read my mail. Okay. And it could have been a very uncomfortable moment. But the Holy Spirit was working hard that day, and I knew, and even though there was part of me that was a little bit uncomfortable because what she told me was so personal to me, and, it, and it's funny because it wasn't like any personal in that way. It was just the wording was used was, was very personal to me, um, that it was kind of like, oh, but the Holy Spirit was there in that moment with me, and so I came out of it knowing that I was in the right place, and that God was drawing me in, even though I didn't realize for probably maybe six months or so what that even, like, even was. It took a while, <laughs> but it was there. So I just want to encourage um, those. And then the second part of what I was just kind of hoping tonight is just an encouragement that, again, we all have the ability, and we can all ask for that. Oh, there's one piece with that that I wanted to share. One day we were sitting in here. It was on a Wednesday night. Worship was going on, and I was in the back, and Dory had, I don't know if it was that night or that Sunday, I think it was that Sunday, she had given some prophetic word out, you know, to the back, and I had just been like, wow. So I was sitting back there, and I was like, Lord, I said, wow, just to have that confidence in your voice to be able to speak like Dory does. I said, wow, what, how impressive is that? Like, not in an, like, glory, but it was just more like, wow, to be that close to you. To hear your, to be so confident in your voice that you can speak out boldly like that. And I thought, wow. And I looked over, and there was somebody sitting over in one of the seats, and it was during worship, and he was sitting down, and he, he was just obviously um, wrestling with God. 
just obviously. And I said, Lord, he needs a word. I said, I'm willing. Give me a word. And he did. And it was literally one word. That was kind of my, my first, like, one-word moments. And then God had me on a one-word thing for a long time. He's giving me pictures lately, but it was like a one-word. And I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, that's the word? Like, that's what you want? And, he, and God, I felt like God challenged me and said, uh, you said you wanted to go give him a word, so go over and give him a word. And I'm like, okay. So I did. I walked over, and I'm like, hi. I mean, I knew him. I'm like, hi. Um, the Lord wants me to say, I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you. And I said the word, which I don't remember the word now, but I said the word, and it profoundly affected him. And, um, and I walked away. Again, it's hard sometimes to only give what the Lord gives you because you don't feel like it's enough. Like, I know that sounds terrible, huh? Like, the Lord always is enough, okay? But it's our own human nature. <laughs> it's our own human nature. And so I learned to give it it. And I have one more piece, one other thing that I did want to hit on too. If you are seeking to get closer to the Lord, whether it's prophetic for your own walk, just a closeness, closeness with him, praying prophetically, um, praying for people, close your mouth. Close your mouth, okay? If you're talking, you're not hearing. And um, when you're first starting to pray, especially uh, like in groups and things like that, um, that can be very hard, even on your own. It can, it can be hard to sit in silence, even turn off the worship music. I tell you, when God, when I'm wanting to speak with God and he's really wanting to speak with me, I have to turn it all off. I have to turn it all off. The distraction of words fill up, and I don't hear from him. And I'm not saying that is how it is for everybody, but I want to encourage you to learn to be silent in prayer. And it's okay to be silent in prayer. And he will begin to speak with you. And it's not, it's different for everybody. And it's different at different times. There's times where I have felt like he has totally, boom, downloaded words. And there's other times where I've just sat silently with him for 20, 30 minutes. And yet I can get up and walk out of that feeling so refreshed and so filled or so much clarity, even though I don't feel like there was a word spoken over my situation. When I'm praying with people up here or if I come up and pray with you, if I'm quiet for quite a while, it's okay. Let it be silent because I'm just waiting for the Lord to give me the right tone, the right words, whatever that is. And also... If you're praying or sharing a prophetic word, like with the group, or even praying with somebody, or if you come to morning prayer on Sunday morning before service, this is a great place. We get silent in there a lot. So he speaks. Um, less is more sometimes. Say you, what you've got to say. Pray what you've got to pray. But that's it. You don't have to fill the silence, and you don't have to repeat it again and do all of that. And those are my simple encouragements to draw closer and begin to hear his voice more is less is more and don't be afraid of the silence.